getting to the point, but taking the scenic route to get there. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Happy Wednesday. It's the bottom line on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Clint Scott, Chris Sneed, Ben Porman behind the glass. You can call us on the visual edge. IT hotline 806-771-0973. Or you can hit us up on the H-Flooring Center chat line. Um, it is time for the long haul review, Captain sneed of one of our bottom line big five picks that we've done twice. Mm. So we did it before the season. Okay. We did a mulligan halfway through, and that is picking the conference champions um, and who their opponents would be. So I'll go through mine first, and then we'll get to yours. This is the one where I couldn't do the SEC. You couldn't do the SEC, so Ben's here, which is perfect because Ben did the SEC twice for you. He sure did. So he was your representative. All right, that's good. Yeah. Uh, For me, I originally picked Georgia beating Alabama, and then when it was mulligan time, I said same. So okay. feel pretty good there. Uh, originally for the Pac-12, I said USC beating Washington. <laughs> Mulligan, <laughs> Mulligan, I had Washington beating Oregon. Okay, could happen. Yeah. Could happen. Uh, <laughs> ACC had Clemson beating North Carolina. Big miss. Mulligan still stuck with North Carolina at the time. I had them beating Florida State. That's not gonna happen. Uh, Big Ten, I had Michigan beating Illinois. Illinois. Yeah, Mulligan time. I felt good. I mean, the, the year that Illinois came off of, I thought they were going to be oh God, you, you good enough out of that in side. Bielema. I was. Believing in Bielema, man. I bought in. Oh. And then as soon as Kansas kind of put put them in the dirt early, and I was like, that might have been a bad pick. Uh, Michigan beating Wisconsin was my Mulligan. Mm, missed it. Uh, and then in the Big 12, I had Kansas State beating Texas. Mulligan, I had Oklahoma beating Texas. And this is just off of Oklahoma <laughs> beating Texas. So for you, you started off with Clemson over Florida State. Mm-hmm. And then your Mulligan, Florida State over North Carolina. So the Florida State pick still holds. Still holds. It's going to hold because they're going to beat Louisville. And then you had Michigan over Nebraska <laughs> in the Big Ten. <laughs> oh, man. I'm Matt Rule had me drinking the Kool-Aid, man. Hey, hey, try to get bowl eligible this year. Look, it's just wild how much in the end, like <laughs> oh, not from a score man. perspective, but how how much Iowa ran away with that division. Yeah, how many 10 to 3 games can you win? I mean, <laughs> that's I uh, Do you know do you know what their first half over under is? Uh, no, I I don't uh, points. They're 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 projected the the over under for the championship game is like 33 and a half. 33 and a half. Mm. You know what their projected first half over-under is? Just throw it out. Throw it out. Three. No. Two and a half. No. Zero. Point five. Point five. five. That's incredible. (laughs) Yeah, Michigan as of right now, a 22 and a half point favorite. And that's that's bumped up exactly half a point. I mean... Your uh, your mulligan in the Big Ten was the same as mine. We both went Michigan over Wisconsin. By the way, so okay. we both missed it. Well, when no one no one saw Iowa in that that juggernaut offense, you know. But what they did, they went uh, they went. Uh, oh look, my uh, my ortho's calling me about setting up my surgery. Here's the <laughs> one. Knee surgery. Perfect. <laughs> 
Good timing. Here's the one you might be angriest with. Okay. Uh, original Sneed said USC beating Utah. Mm. Mulligan Sneed stuck with USC oh. beating Oregon. Oh. <laughs> USC at the time still oh. 6-0. And then they went on the stint that they went on. Uh, here's your uh, from Ben. SEC started with Tennessee over LSU. Good Lord, man. Mulligan Ben went LSU over Tennessee. Switched it. Kansas State over Texas Tech was your original Big 12 can pick. I, can I say something about that? Uh-huh. I officially have no opinion. Yeah. <laughs> Originally, you had Kansas State over Texas Tech, and then your mulligan was the same as me. We both said Oklahoma over Texas. But Pac-12 won the one you're most uh, upset with? Yeah. Kind of just upset with myself. I'm not good at picking stuff. <laughs> I'm good at I'm recognizing not. holding and restriction. <laughs> Good at recognizing grab and restrict. Speaking of chances in a conference championship game, what kind of chance do you give Oklahoma State? <sighs> Alan Bowman's still the quarterback. He's still the quarterback. <laughs> he didn't have two good games in a row. <laughs> I mean, they... I, I I don't think this is going to be a close game. I I just don't. I can't remember the uh, line on this game. Texas right now 15 and a half point yeah. favorite. I, I, I just I they could cover and cover going away. Like Oklahoma State has had a trend of either playing up or down to opponents. So they have that going for them. Um and then Texas, they didn't do it against you. Uh to some extent did the opposite where they played down to lesser teams at times, but you saw the uh unfortunately in your in your game against them, you saw the incredibly focused having something big to play for type Texas that I think that you're about to see on Saturday. Like I I just can't imagine you're not gonna see that same type of focused uh, Texas. I they're focused I think they're gonna have a great focus because they have uh they have something in front of them. Mm-hmm. I mean they they are in the in the boat for rooting for chaos. They they don't need much chaos to find themselves in the championship uh, um, playoff. They they don't need much chaos. They only really need one thing to happen, mm-hmm. and that's uh, the right outcome of the SEC championship game. That's the only thing that they need to happen. I would I would think um, if they just have. If you just have Louisville beat Florida State, then I don't think it matters. I don't even because think I think that'll not because Louisville's not going to jump them, and then there's at well, least one spot is, up for grabs. Well, the problem is Oregon can is mm-hmm. is on deck, but I think that they'll jump Washington. Like if if Oregon wins that, I think you're just going to have one Pac-12 school in there. What was interesting I, to I me, don't necessarily know that. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know that because Oregon, I think Oregon is closer to that deal than Bama is. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, if last night's college football yeah. playoff ring. But, so, but the, here's the other here's, side with Texas, though, is you. what's interesting is they kept Ohio State in front of them, yeah. which I know that's a, what, 2-3 matchup, that, and that's their first yeah. loss. So, I mean, they have some good wins on the schedule the, as far the, as the, the resume. But. The thing that, uh, that Texas needs is just to have the team that they beat in Tuscaloosa mm-hmm. win that game. Man, I, I, th- I think that that's the one – that's how they get in. I guess I'm the opposite. I, I do, because I get where you're coming from, right? Because you're going, you can't leave Texas out 
when Texas beat Alabama, if you're going to put in Alabama, I think they will. I don't think they're leaving Georgia out either way. Unless it's a complete blowout, which is just not going to happen. I don't think I don't think you're going to see. I don't a have blowout. any opinion on that. You don't have an opinion. I don't have any opinions on that. My personal opinion is, I don't think Georgia's getting left out before like Texas goes in. Like I, I just don't think that's going to happen. Because I think they're going to go. Uh, yes, Texas, you beat Alabama, um, but you're going to do the eye test thing, and you're going to say Alabama's a much better team than what they were early. That's what that's what I think will happen. I know you have no opinion. I mean, same quarterback played in them both games. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just saying. I don't disagree with <laughs> I mean, that. It's not like it's not like. I'm, I mean, I'm. I'm. This is not an opinion. This is a fact. Jalen Milrow <laughs> played in the game. Sure. Against Texas. Yeah. In week three. Week two. This. On the Yates Flooring Center chat line from Panhandle Raider, did one of your reference call the Miami slash Happy Six Man game? Two missed calls. Uh, one live would be iffy, but the fumbled punt was call was bad. I have no idea. I was doing <laughs> Alabama Auburn, dude. <laughs> Think I care who called? What game was it? Miami versus Happy. Miami Happy. You think I care who called that game? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's Miami, Miami, Miami versus Happy. I mean, I, I don't know, man. I mean, what, what was the what were the issues there? Uh, two missed calls. Two missed calls. One live would be iffy, but a fumbled punt call was bad. A fumbled punt call? Yeah. I mean, how do you know there were missed calls? I'm assuming they both went against your team. Yeah. <laughs> So they must be missed. Yeah, it is maybe maybe it was actually the right call, and you just didn't like it because it it didn't go for you. Maybe the guy who was standing on the field closer to it had a better look at it than you did, sitting, you know, a lot farther away in the stands. <laughs> so I mean, and I'm pretty sure you were stone cold sober watching that too happen, right? No tailgating, no pregaming, no nothing. You just sat there drinking your iced tea, eating your pecan pie. Ooh, that sounds good. I've had a lot of leftover Sorry. pecan pie since I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just asking the question. Getting to the point, but taking the scenic route to get there. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. It is uh, the bottom line of 100.7 score and 107thescore.com. Clint Scott, Chris Need, Ben Foreman. Uh, I'll have a play of the day in Kaylee's Dailies in just a moment. It's funny reliving what was just two years ago with the, the Cincinnati one feels like because of, of how far off from it they are now, even in a better conference as far as the route would yeah, go. Yeah. That feels like that was five years ago and it was two years ago. Just kind of going back to the order of events. Because I'd forgot with Notre Dame sitting there with one loss, that one loss was to Cincinnati. Oh, uh, yeah. And then, right. and then the that. Big 12 championship result where Baylor, the goal line stand against Oklahoma State, everyone else sitting there with two losses now, that's what kept Cincinnati in there. Mm-hmm. So that was, uh, that was an interesting year. Uh, hit us up with a play of the day. JD going to give it to Ibaka at the elbow, off the heel of the iron, rebound, change. 
something else i personally am a spurs fan but 10 years ago today russell westbrook hits a turnaround game winning three-pointer with a tenth of a second left to give the thunder 113 to 112 win over the warriors in Mm. okc Mm. what a time to be an nba fan those okc teams were fun to watch Mm. Mm. i'm not a big fan of that because those okc teams killed the big 12 tournament baseball Mm. The atmosphere that mm-hmm. used to exist around a Bricktown ballpark all went away yeah. when Oklahoma City basketball showed up, mm. literally. And I don't know, I don't know. And so, I have I have never liked Oklahoma City the Thunder for that reason. They they killed the Big Twelve baseball tournament in Oklahoma City. That's just me. I'm one guy. <laughs> no one else cares. Let's uh, okay. Let's jump into a Wednesday edition of Kaylee's Dailies. <laughs> Turned into a chicken. <laughs> uh, Clint. Yes, sir. Ben. Kaylee says, I was going to talk about King Cobras because truthfully, I thought there was only one kind of cobra that existed, the King Cobra. But then she found out that there's Globo Jim. <laughs> Spitting Cobras exist. Oh. <laughs> Spitting Cobras. That's uh, spitting with, a, with an SP. With the- <laughs> Taco Bell Cobra. Yes. They <laughs> exist, so we're going to talk about that instead. She says The Milk of Magnesia Cobra. <laughs> she says to clarify, Cobras are, are a name used for a group of extremely venomous snakes that often create a hood. A hood spell, uh, composed like of expanding... The cool expanding... one spell Cobra with B-R-U-H at the end? Huh? You think the uh, cool Cobras spell it B-R-U-H at the end? <laughs> yeah. Cobra. Cobra. <laughs> Uh, cobras, <laughs> their hood is composed of expanded rib bones, horse name, oh, uh, to that's around weird. their head for protection. Rib bones. That is so weird. Um, it's not certain how many species of cobra snakes there are, but it's estimated there are about. Well, uh, if we thought that there was just the king cobra, can't be a high number, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not meaning to do that for the snake. Sorry. 17. 15. 15. Oh, yes. that's close. Uh, of these include the equatorial spitting cobra. Spitting. Uh, the cobra snake that can be found in Southeast Asia countries, uh, Southeast Asian countries such as Thailand and Singapore. And living up to their name, these snakes can not only inject venom directly from a, um, um, with a bite, but can also project their venom from their mouth. If a predator is approaching from a distance, 
They can get you from mm. across the room. And let me uh, use you as my spit cup. Absolutely. When spitting cobras feel threatened, they can aim and spit their venom from their mouth at imposing threats to deter them. Cobra venom is highly composed of neurotoxins, making it highly re- uh, reactive to skin with only a small amount. Mm. Ouch. She's also learned that king cobras are actually not true cobras. Liars. But that is a story for another day. Oh, a cliffhanger. As she says, that's a tease. A cobra cliffhanger. The <laughs> yes. ultimate te- snake tease. Or snake snake tease. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The uh, spitting cobra. The spitting Equatorial cobra. There we go. spitting cobra. Equatorial spitting Cobra. She doesn't right. work with cobras, though. That's good. I, I, she works with the anacondas, but not the cobras. This on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, put UCF in the playoff, and they wouldn't have had to do that. Them doing that paved the way for Cincinnati to make the playoff. The playoff wasn't around at this point, no, right? No, no, this no, no, is no. A, this Cincinnati is the, happened in, I mean, uh, Cincinnati happened in 2021. 2021. UCF mm-hmm. and their garbage national championship happened in 17. And they will tell you all about it. Just find a UCF fan. Well, well, I guess then the playoff would have been around. No. They were just playing a New Year's Six game. Right. No, it so, was, uh, well, no, no. The, the CFP <coughs> was yeah, around. That's what they're but saying. But they were just playing in a CFP. Sure. And they finished their season undefeated. And they they say that they played a, a Power 5 team in a mm-hmm. New Year's Six game. 2017. Speaking of games that feel way farther away. Uh, We have an update. Kaylee says, I forgot to mention they can spit their venom up to 10 feet away. Oh, wow. Snipers. Spitting snipers. Gross. Equatorial 10-foot spitting cobras. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We got this uh, from Mark from Olive Branch. I disagree. My ex-wife is from Fritch. Well, that'll probably make you uh, change your opinion. Well, I mean, I wonder if she knew Ron White. <laughs> oh, did she know Wolf Tater? <laughs> Is that why y'all are ex now? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I keyed. I keyed. keyed. Uh, we got a Go Spurs Go. Okay. They're not really going. We're, hey, They're not no, really going not, much That is this not the year. official team. Right now, we, we are standing with Klondike right now. The bottom line stands with Klondike. Go Cougs! I don't think Klondike. Go Cougs, go! You have to really worry about Klondike facing the Spurs New home. and anything. We love New Home, but right now, today, we are all Cougars. <laughs> we are all Cougars! Beat the blue and white Benjamin Mustangs! Speaking of Cougars, I yesterday mean, something interesting happened with Houston. I'm sure you saw this. What a dead... The uh, like the odds-on favorite was going to be Cliff is Cliff Kingsbury. No Cliff stock in that, wanna, right? He, that's he doesn't want to recruit anymore. His agent is working overtime, oh dude. Oh my gosh! Absolutely. His agent is working overtime. Cliff is trying to get himself into the MFL. <laughs> he is not trying to go to Houston and recruit to. He didn't like Cruton here. Mm. You think he would like Cruton down there? Yeah. Come on, man. Uh, this from Tyler. What would Snead do? What would Snead do if uh, Tech played an SEC playoff hopeful in a top tier bowl game and won? Would he drive the hype bus or downplay it and say the SEC team didn't want to be there? <laughs> what? 
Well, here's the difference. We're not UCF, okay? We're not Tulane. We're not a group of five team playing against a power five team in a bowl game that they didn't want to be in where they're going to be disappointed to be playing us. Mm-hmm. If we're playing in a New Year's Six game, we earn the right to be there. So um, it's not the same. That's 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 you're comparing guava to kiwi right now. You're not eating apples or oranges. This is guava to kiwi, strawberries to to uh, quinoa. I will say just on this side though, we Mm-mm. because we I say we as college football fans had the same opinion the Trevor Knight year when Alabama missed the playoffs like the first time in. Since the playoff existed, it felt and they like. Played OU. And they played Oklahoma, like of all opponents, that should be one that you would have that. And then Oklahoma and Trevor Knight had his best game yeah, quarterback yeah. and won. And it was like, well, Alabama didn't want to be there. Well, that's become the the whenever you get that 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 uh eight hundred pound gorilla playing against a five hundred pound gorilla, you know, when the eight hundred pound gorilla loses. I think you can see that at the fair some years. It's like five dollar admission. Get, pay five dollars to go behind yeah. the tent. <laughs> See what the eight hundred pound gorilla like does. Five hundred pound gorilla. We can't. We can't advertise this. But if you want to see, come this, see the bearded lady. Come see the monkey boy. <laughs> you can still say that, can't you? Am I sure. canceled now? No. It's uh. It's the go Cougs. Bringing you the truth, or something like the truth. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from one hundred point seven. The score. I think it's proven. Okay, I'm going to ask you, what is the greatest sport to fall asleep to? NFL game I don't care about. Usually second window. Second window, okay. Yeah. Ben, do you have an answer? All right. For whatever reason. Ben doesn't sleep, remember, ever. He he's awake lifts, 24 he hours. He just lifts weights all day, 24-7. <laughs> except when he's in here working. Um, Even then, he's got those little calf bands on I, that have This weight. is going to sound crazy to you. It's NASCAR. Like the zooming and all of that. It's like counting sheep. That makes Man, sense. Man, it, it's got this sound that just puts people to sleep. I mean, every relative I've ever had that's been a NASCAR fan, I mean, they are gung-ho mm-hmm. to watch the race, and then they're asleep, and you try to turn the channel, and they're, nah, I was watching that. Mm-hmm. Sure you were. And then they wake up at the right time and watch the end of the race. It's just, and I'll even say myself, if I sit down and watch one, like it makes me doze off. <laughs> and I don't think it's because I'm bored out of my mind. No, it's the sounds, There was a time right? where I was very into NASCAR. You ever like, so I, I had an alarm clock that used to have like uh, sleeping noises with it. If you so choose, chose to have it, I sure. really didn't do it. Like the white noise um, thing or whatever. Th- yeah, it, it had. Uh, I remember it had white noise. It had like a trickling river, which if I had actually used that, I probably just would have gotten up a bunch of times to use the bathroom. There were these like soft farm noises, which I always thought was fun- funny. Um, soft farm. And then the other one was like bustling city noise. Sort of thing where it was like mumbling and stuff. It was very all computerized. The one they were missing was NASCAR, where like you know you're like, oh, I can't wait to drift off, and you get like a boogity 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 screaming and then and yeah, I don't think it's the broadcasters. I just think it's the sound of oh, the cars. Yeah, and the yeah. that's a great NASCAR, by the way. I know which that's what you were thinking. Uh, it is our number two, Clint Scott, Ben Porman, 
welcoming in Jamie Lint, our uh, resident NASCAR fan. I have spent many a night in a NASCAR infield. That's not a joke. That's I'm jealous. really part of my life. I'm jealous. And it yeah. shaped who you are today. And when I say today. many, probably 10 or 12. 10 or 12 more than yeah. me. And that's not me. But I just never had the opportunity. I would love, I've said this before and I stand by it, I would love to get that experience once in my life. And I plan it's, on it. It's not uh, the best view of the race, but it is. That's the, not why I'm going to the It is the best view of the crazies. <laughs> that's not why I'm going into the <laughs> That's not why I'm going into the infield. I mean, if there's a guy that you know <laughs> that you feel like, look up NASCAR infield, dude. I mean, isn't it a picture of me? With the rat tail, yeah. White <laughs> beater on. Isn't it me? Yeah. It's gotta be. Jamie just holding like a pack of half drunk PBRs, like <laughs> kiddie pool full of ice ready to go. <laughs> For some reason, he's just holding a plastic flamingo decoration. He's just been carrying boots and cut off jeans. Yeah, like, I don't really remember why I have this, but <laughs> I do. I'm gonna plant it right here. Camo hat on backwards. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> I think I've described any of our listeners right now. If choice. I did, you've described choice. <laughs> you've described choice. If I did, raise your hand on the Yates Swing Center chat line. <laughs> Uh, I'm not saying they're bad people. I had a good time with them. Yeah, no, like, I... Hey, they weren't the weird ones there. I was the weird one there. I bet you were the one getting <laughs> weird looks, like bringing disinfectant yes. with you and, like, asking if it's sanitary. Who or, brought this guy? Or, like, saying, can we keep it down a little bit? Uh, you're being a little loud over there. <laughs> <laughs> being a little quiet over there. Who's this guy threatening a restaurant that he's going to bring his 99-cent hamburger back? There's a race going on. <laughs> Come on. Uh, Tyler put this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. <laughs> Glenn, I found what you can bribe Jamie with for a take versus take win, and it is a bring the tennis court indoors Prince brand ball boy candle for a tennis ball scent. Man, that's a great idea. Actually, it says ball boy scented candle, which just the wording, that doesn't sound as good. So it smells like the ball boy? <laughs> so no, I don't think that's what we want. <laughs> I think we want to smell like You're the tennis it, balls. It smells like a sweat lodge is mm -hmm. what that candle smells like. Mm -hmm. I got to say, though, like, uh, I know I'm not a tennis player, but I love the smell <laughs> so of, uh, hey, you, my rating's a 7.5, dude. <laughs> sure no one's back, you know, no one's checked on that, but I'm a 7.5. Is that a UTR or a USDA rating? A USTA, UTSA, UTRGV rating. <laughs> okay. You're just throwing out letters. That was all made up. No, I was not. <laughs> It's a USA rating, Jamie. That's okay. what it is. I don't know what country you're talking about over there. Okay. Mine's good in the United States of America. Okay, sure. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I, I do like the scent of tennis balls, though. Yes. Fresh Especially can. when you open the can, you yeah. take a big sniff. I Helps you play better. I love that it's the only sport that you get that tin can popper there on mm -hmm. the lid. Yeah, Off the top of my head. Just don't cut yourself. <clears throat> Have you done that before? Yes. You you were the one that had issues with a can opener, though, right? I just couldn't get it to work. If so, you yes, want to call that issue, yes, I, that's exactly. That I, I didn't injure myself with it. I just couldn't make it open a can. 
That sounds like issues. That seems fair. <laughs> we were talking about injuring oneself, though. So, like, what'd you do? You got too excited? No, it's just, I mean, you pull that thing off and it's razor sharp. Right. And sometimes it catches or whatever. And if you pull and, you know, I don't know, scratch, run it across your other hand or whatever. And sometimes you pull it, like, like just like when you, have you ever opened up a can of uh, soda or a beer or whatever, and the, the pull thing comes off, but the rest, it doesn't pull all the way out. Same thing happens with a can of uh, tennis balls. You know, you're just supposed to pop the little tab down on yeah, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm talking more when you're pulling the whole thing out, though. Why would you pull the whole thing out on a can of pop? Well, you do on a tennis ball, Clint. Right, but why would that? If you're you different would, pops, why would it? You wouldn't do that with what a can of soda. <laughs> I feel like I'm talking to a Jayhawk right now. So... <laughs> Let me slow down and talk slower. Dude, you're the one cutting yourself with a tennis ball can. I'm, I, I am uncut over here. I am unsliced. Yeah, I guess because you, you can't get pickle balls out of a can. What do they come in a brown paper sack? It's, it's just me over in the alleyway, like, Psst, buddy, want some pickle balls? <laughs> <laughs> over at Quince T-shirt stand. Bringing you the truth, or something like the truth. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. It's time for the fastest growing game show in the world, Take versus Take. You've got the bottom line on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Clint Scott, Jamie Lint, Ben Portman behind the glass. Jamie and I are your competitors today, which means Ben has the cues to our A's. Ready to go, Jamie? I am always ready. All focused up over there? All focused up. All right. Take it away, Ben. All right, fellas. Today, Clint, starting with you, 48 hours ago, you drew up a Looney Tunes concept. Bugs Bunny's distant cousin, Gino McNamara. (laughs) Gino the rabbit. And (laughs) two of the greatest assets tech football had this year were special teams, kicker and punter. The first question today is, what position can be used as the greatest weapon, punter or kicker? Oh, um, I think it's got to be as, as useful as the like coffin corner punt can be, or like, you know, you have a time where you change the field, uh, at a big moment in the game and, you know, you know, lean on your defense or whatever. All of that is, is clearly useful and, and an asset to have. But man, it's 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 tough to beat like the ice in the veins type kicker, and especially if you have a guy that is good from fifty plus, uh, and you know doesn't matter on the weather, doesn't matter on the pressure situation, but you've got a pretty good shot of getting three from that far out, and you know that, that you know you go on these uh, you're watching an NFL game or college football game on a big drive, and they have this green line out, and that's your target distance closer that thing is the 50 the better you feel Jamie I'm gonna go with the kicker as well I just think that when a kicker misses it's such a huge massive momentum swing uh for the other side you think you're getting points on one side you don't feels like the other team just you know scored a touchdown and I think it's like missed free throws and a comeback attempt 
in in ba- in a basketball game when you see the team that's leading get fouled and they miss a free throw or two, I think it just gives so much more confidence and hope to the opposing team. And so I feel like the kicker has the ability to crush your hopes, and I feel like at the same time uh, he can really swing momentum one way or the other. Or if you're Nick Anderson in the 95 finals missing four straight free throws, taking off Shaq, mm-hmm. never forgives him. Mm-hmm. LeBron's missed a few in NBA finals big games as well. You were exactly where I was heading with that, Jamie, because of how much pressure the kicker has in a game. So I give you the point on that one. All right. Thank you, man. Thank Clint, you. I enjoyed your point. Don't get me wrong. It's the worst take versus take. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. All right. Question number two, starting with you, Jamie. You get the chance to tell the public the Texas Rangers have won the World Series. How are you calling that moment? Um, man, I am not this guy. How am I calling that moment? It would be something to the effect of, um, the long wait is over, start celebrating Ranger fans, you are the world champions of baseball. I mean, mm-hmm. see if Clint I, can top that. Yeah, I would be going uh, the blueprint that started two seasons ago has come to fruition. Rangers fans, the ghosts of a decade ago have been vanquished. You are world champions. Yeah, I think I'd go the design route. The Ranger fans are world champions? Yeah, they're part of it. Okay. <laughs> Talking about ghosts. That was a Chuck Cooperstein, Mitch Holthus combo there. The Mavericks in 2011 and the Chiefs in 2019. Mm-hmm. The Mavericks have scaled the NBA playoff mountain and have planted their flag. They are basketball's best in 2011. Speaking of which, we have a Maverick story to get to that we'll get to today. All right. Yeah. Clint, you get the point. We're tied up here. Yes. Did it for my boy Mitch, even though he was a Kansas State guy. But it's all right. We forgive him. We all made mistakes in our youth. I'll never be that guy. I'll never be the long, drawn-out one. Just, I won't. Just wouldn't be (laughs) Get ready for a 10-minute description. And the Chiefs' kingdom has firmly planted its flag on top of football's highest summit. Jamie has one of those scrolls that just, like, hits the ground and keeps rolling, like, 10 of everything that's been prepared. I generally think the ones that are thought out more times than not come across as cheesy to me. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, be real. But I'm also not that guy. I'm just not that guy. I'm the straight guy, not the over-dramatized things guy. It's like the Hornets guy from like last year, kind of where that montage started a little bit, where everything he was doing for like regular season games, how many phrases. It's like like he had a phrase a day calendar, and was like, that's going in the Hornets game tonight. But but then again, I mean, if it's that you just won your first national championship or you Mm -hmm. a guy just broke an all-time record or whatever, you want it to be big. You want it to be special. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I get it. I, I don't, I'm not trying to be critical. It's just not, 
just not me. And it's also, as a fan of my favorite broadcasters, it's also not what I'm looking for. Yeah. To wrap up today, start bench cut. We're just going to put Larry the Cable Guy out of the conversation. Start bench cut, Jeff Foxworthy, Bill Ingvall, Ron White. Clint, you're first. Start uh, Ron White, bench Bill Ingvall, and cut Jeff Foxworthy. Yeah, that's my order. Oh, man. I mean, you might be a redneck. It's so close to home for me. So Jeff <laughs> Foxworthy has to be number one. Uh, Ron White has to be number or, or he's a start. Uh, bench would have to be right, Ron White. And Cut would be the other guy because I've never heard of him before. Bill Ingvall? Yeah. Dorkfish? Got him with corndog? Boom. Sorry, Clint. That's exactly where I would where I would head. I wish people that handed out trophies apologized to the other team. Like, like this year they were like, sorry, Diamondbacks. It's the end of the trophy over to the Rangers. <laughs> sorry. Losers. All right, congratulations to today's take versus take winner, Jamie Lynn. And I tried, efforted very much. Back in the day when, man, when he was doing his, his, uh, you might be a redneck stuff, mm -hmm. Foxworthy was hilarious. I feel like that's not even, like, that's not allowed anymore. I probably may be, I may get canceled for just repeating it. I think Ron White might have more cancelable stuff than Jeff Foxworthy. Like you can't. Jeff Foxworthy did have a you can't newer poke, skit. You can't poke fun of anybody now. Even if it's yourself. You can't you're not allowed to poke fun of yourself even. I saw yeah. uh I don't know how serious it was. I saw a little petition, I guess, that was going around. Because, mm -hmm. you know, there's the emoji that has it's like the nerdy emoji and it has glasses and it kinda has two little buck teeth. Okay. And there was like a petition going around because it was harmful to people that might wear glasses. <laughs> Sensitive. <laughs> it's like it's, like, it's, like, it's almost we, arrogant, right? If you're wearing we glasses maybe? and you're looking down at that emoji, like, you're supposed to be me? You're supposed to be me? Huh? You making fun of me? Are emoji? Possibly a little bit soft. Are we? Oh, are we a possibly? little bit? Looking to be offended? S A W F T soft. Oh gosh, dude. It did make me laugh though. Yeah, it also <laughs> made me laugh. I don't know if you guys did see on Netflix, but Jeff Foxworthy does have a somewhat recent skit. It was like last year or two years ago. It was post COVID called The Good Old Days. Hmm. It's but it was it's great. one for the ages. Yeah, but it was great. I've, I've ever... never belly laughed as hard as I did then. Uh, have have either of you ever gone to uh Stand up in person? No, I have not. I feel like I would be. I feel like I'd be uncomfortable. <laughs> you just in the would you like raise your hand till they called on you to say you were uncomfortable I, no, and then leave? No, <laughs> I would think a lot of it was funny, but like the ones that weren't that funny, mm -hmm. and you get to that moment where you're like, oh, you don't want to feel bad, so you laugh too, or mm -hmm. everybody else is laughing, so you just laugh. Like, I feel like I'd be that way, like, 50% of the time. You, I think you've got them, like, for, for me, I've only been to one, and it was Tom Segura when he was here, so that was a big one. So you're not really having to run into that problem just because there's so many numbers. Mm -hmm. I've never thought about going to, like, a small-time sure. comedy club because that would be painful. I've been to, uh, in Santa Fe, New Mexico, mm -hmm. there was uh, an, an acting group 
that we went and watched oh that was like basically a, their version of Who's Line. It was terrible. It was awful. It was the bottom line, 100.7 on the score. Getting to the point, but taking the scenic route to get there. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. It's the bottom line on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Clint Scott, Jamie Lint, Ben Foreman. I've got a lot of uh, cleanup on the chat line to do. Apologize, I've done a poor job today. Uh, this on the H4 Center chat line for a nap mid-afternoon MLB game after going to the pool. Mm. is the best background white noise for napping ever. The yeah. pool thing is an interesting addition in there. Yeah, anytime you're in the sun and all that, it definitely wears you down. Mm-hmm. Pool, you're being active, all the above. Yeah, it's good. How many public pools have you been to in your life? Not a lot. The ones that you went to, do you like vividly remember them? I can remember... All I have pictured in my mind is the one from Sandlot. So you went to that one. I was not Perfect. there. Yeah, really. you were there. I never met Wendy. <laughs> um, I can remember one. Did you have to do the like, hey, before you come out to the pool, you know, you have your your guys' locker room, girls' locker room, whatever, and there's this dumb ice cold shower to wash off all the germs before you went in there. Did you did your pool have that? I think so. I think so. Did you do it? I, I'm pretty sure. I'm a rule follower, dude. That's true. I didn't. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's why, that's where COVID started. In Mullinsville, Kansas. Well, you're wrong. That pool was in Greensburg, Kansas. So take that. <laughs> 10 miles away. Could not be more wrong. <laughs> that's why they called it the cesspool. Um, <laughs> but after, but no, like after the... Uh, can you just the, see the, little the, the chlorine little Clint, and sunscreen nap? Oh, little yeah. Clint running through, skipping the shower, and just running out there and cannonballing. I was running right to like the little snack bar before I even got to the pool. Like, <laughs> let's let's cramp up today. Let's Make get, those lifeguards get paid the right way. Do some work. Uh, let's your get fancy... ready to snack bar. <laughs> My go-to was uh, bugles and root beer. Awesome. <laughs> Good. Okay, that's, they that's, had some strange snacks there, though. Sounds very yeah. mediocre. <laughs> Less mediocre or more mediocre? Actually, more mediocre, actually. Wow. Man. Never been a Bugles guy. I was just at the pool. Like, I wouldn't turn them down, but I'm not like, you know, at the grocery store, like, <gasps> Bugles. Throw those in the cart. But they didn't have anything better than Bugles? Well, they it was like, like some... that was my Bugle place. So, <laughs> Right? You know, as a place, I got bugles. You go to the pool, you get bugles. It's perfect pairing. I want to know. You get you get two things. You get a sunburn and bugles. One person in the history of ever has ever said before, that was my bugles place. <laughs> this is the first time those words have ever been used together. That was my bugle place. It was. It was. And you know what? They had to keep... Getting bugles back in stock because of one child. It was the the tubby kid who kept on skipping the cold shower because it didn't make any sense. They're ordering. Man, you're ordering a lot of these. What's the deal? Well, we got this one bugle boy. (laughs) Bugle boy from Company B or whatever. (laughs) The boogie woogie bugle boy of Company B. You're dang skippy. That's before I jumped off the pool and belly flopped. You're like, have them all on my fingers. You know? Oh, man. Mm. 
I want some bugles now. This from Raider's dad. I want Clint to meet the I started drinking at 6 a.m. guy. I I have met that guy. It was a half of my graduating class. I'm <laughs> <laughs> being truthful. Uh, uh, this from Eric on wheels uh, who puts a hand up with a question. What's wrong with camo? Nothing. Nothing at all. <laughs> Nothing at all. <laughs> as long as you're hunting. Mm. Bugles. The rest of the time, not really the you're look. Hunting bugles. Not the vibe. <laughs> Jamie was, just, we've learned that, that was my bugle place. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've learned recently, you know, I've seen the question, why does Jamie hate, hate on camo so aggressively? And we figured out actually because if you wear camo jamie's a lot like a deer and he can't see you so we've started to use it when he comes around like hey anybody work saturday anybody work saturday if we put on our camo he won't find us and he won't see us back there oh okay yeah, well so. jamie is old his vision is failing <laughs> why is there a deer decoy in here too uh jamie is right about nascar I dozed off at a race at Texas Motor Speedway. At the race. At the race. I think it was a combination of the boring race and the heat that day. <laughs> That's funny. My wife and I went to, um, it was right after we were married, we went to a Mavs Spurs game. Excuse me, a Bulls Spurs game down in San Antonio back in the day. And I mean, it's like a close game in the fourth quarter. And I say something and she doesn't respond. I turn to look at her. She is sound asleep. I'm like... Wow, even there? Like with NBA, the crowd and you, stuff? You just fell asleep in the middle of an NBA game. I mean, the middle of the event. Like, how do you do that? And it, I'm assuming there was cheering and oh, there yeah, wasn't sure. like a, you're looking sure. around like, where's the rest of the crowd? Yeah. Toward the game. Yeah, Spurs fans were happy they won the game, all the above. Even then, like if I if I even drifted off and they say that it was a no crowd there, whatever, flat game, as soon as you're like, boo! Like that guy? Yeah. I'd be, hello. Yeah. Where's my bugles? Could that guy quiet down so I could sleep? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Turn that guy's mic down. Keeps yelling. <laughs> Trying to take a nap up here. Uh, Big talk, Clint. Didn't you get child locked out of the microwave? Mm. Hey, man, we're on good terms now. Mm. Microwave mm. Has, lis has listened to me every single time since mm. then. Mm. Started off rocky, but you know, mm. sometimes you just got to get together and work out your problems. Mm-hmm. Maybe over a nice bag of bugles. Uh, this from Steven. Hey, Jameson, I practiced last night with LED pickleballs. Can't do that with fuzzballs. I wonder if they sound different. Because there's a certain sound. What's the, in the, what's the usual sound of a pickleball? I don't know. It's it's very similar to what um, what a Bigfoot does when he's smacking the tree to scare off people. It's the same sound. That's a good time to have camo. That's a great time because you don't want that guy finding you. <laughs> at, at worst, just, at just, worst, that's an omnivore. I just love it in the in the Finding Bigfoot shows. And they're like, "Did you hear that? That was a tree branch being slapped across a tree. Oh, it's knocking. He's knocking. Oh, is he? Is that what that is? Come and knock on a tree. <laughs> Sounds very similar to the pickleball." <laughs> whacking <laughs> it's the squatch i hear that a lot when i play pickleball so that makes sense you know, yeah people take blurry photos uh this on the yates flooring center chat line i think tech 
men's basketball found themselves against UNI and then put it together against Michigan? Uh, I, I wouldn't disagree with any of that. I mean, I feel like the first 30 minutes of the UNI game may have been the worst 30 minutes of the season. Mm-hmm. And then the last 10 minutes was the best 10 minutes of the season. It was like you figured out, <clears throat> stop taking the first three that's available. Yes. Okay? Be yes. more ba- aggressive going to the basket. I'm not saying don't take threes, mm-hmm. but make them inside out threes. Get into the lane, kick Good out shot the shooters. Selection. Yes, yeah. yes. Stop taking quick shots. Because of that, I felt like you were able to be more solid defensively. You weren't just giving up long rebounds and they were running on you. Mm-hmm. You slowed them down defensively. I just felt like that 10 minutes against you on you and I was great basketball. Really, really good basketball. <coughs> yeah. I, Excuse me. And then in the Michigan game, I, I just thought you were solid throughout. I was not impressed at all with Michigan. I don't think that's a tournament team. I don't think they're a good team. Okay. But I just thought you were really solid throughout that the course of that game. I love that it feels like you're starting to feel in the last two games like your bench is, is getting some depth to it. Mm-hmm. Um, the Walton playing time has is, is kind of got me excited because he's making some plays on both ends. Yeah. And, um, you know, you didn't get a lot from him last year and wondered about that a little bit. But I, I feel like you just you kind of lengthened that bench a little bit over the last couple of games. And, you know, I think that's Coach McCaslin having to figure out what he's got and who, who what he can get out of certain guys. And so there's still a lot to learn for this team and a lot of room that I think they can get better. But I am definitely was encouraged by what we saw. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would agree with the texter feeling like that was the, that was like rock bottom when you're down 15 or whatever it was with 10 minutes to go. And then the exact opposite of rock bottom is like, pull yourself out of this hole, find a way to win. Pop hits a big shot down the stretch. And suddenly, suddenly you're like, Hey, if we actually play to be- play together a little bit more mm-hmm. and don't take the first three point shot that's available, we're a completely different offensive team, and that leads to you being a better defensive team. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I was really encouraged with what we saw. Yeah, I, and I agree because, look, I, I think to the found themselves part of the text, I think it's more of the same realizations that you're saying, and then now can you can you figure out a way how to have that same mentality and that same execution for an entire game? Sure. This has been the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Go to 100-7thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.